All right, how's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to season two of the Anthony Murliata Show, the premier New Jersey-based politics podcast. Really excited to be with you guys for season two. Um, I really appreciate all the feedback you guys have given me um, and look forward to um, giving you more content for season two. So today, I want to keep it easy. Um, we're going to give you all like a campaign update. Um, we are at 99 days until election day. So to, uh, we're going to hit the ground running. And joining me to discuss is my good friend, Nick DeFiera. We worked together on the uh, U.S. Senate campaign for Rick Meta back in 2020, which is how we became close friends. And I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to bring to the table today. Nick, how are you doing? I'm wonderful, Anthony. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's always wonderful to pontificate about politics with your good buddy. <laughs> of course. How can I not pass that up? Um, so looking at the current climate now in Jersey, um, a lot has happened since um, the last episode was aired um, beginning of July. Uh, so the first question I want to discuss, really. So it's um, like everyone, I think was, everyone who follows politics should know that it's going to be a bad year for the Democrats. Um, they really don't have anything to run on this year. But if, in your mind, do you think they could actually like make a case for um, abortion? Which I don't. It's not. I think it's a top issue, but it only the top, the top issues are inflation and the economy. Abortion's number four, uh, but it's not like one of like, those core issues that we're seeing this year. I think it varies state to state. I, I think in a place like Pennsylvania or Georgia, the abortion issue is really going to play a, a big deal because uh, it's going to fire up the people who really see some doom and gloom because, uh, you know, I, I think like the Fetterman Oz election, you know, you're going to get a lot of, uh, you know, feminists, but also moderates fired up about abortion because, uh, you know, abortion isn't exactly a 50-50 issue. It's kind of like there's a lot of moderates who support abortion. So uh, I think in New Jersey, though, I mean, there's not really, the doom isn't there. I mean, there's no chance of a federal abortion ban that I can foresee. So, like, I don't see how a Malinowski character is going to walk into people in CD7 and say Tom Kane's going to ban abortion, especially because so many New Jersey Republicans have been pro-abortion in the past. Like, Bob Hugan ran on pro-choice. Uh, I'm pretty sure Tom Kane is. I'm not positive, and I don't really care because it's not an issue that matters to me very much because uh, I do not have a womb. But I don't really care. And I don't think, a lot, I think a lot of voters are going to feel the same way. I mean, they, they don't see their rights being taken away in New Jersey and they don't really see much of a hope of having a, those rights taken away if that's something they want to have done. So I don't think abortion is going to help the Democrats any. Yeah, you know, every, every, every other year, um, Democrats run on same as issues, guns and abortion. But um, I don't think this year, I don't think it's going to matter this year to be honest. Um, well, the guns might I, I, I matter. Was that? I, I think the guns might matter. And, and this is going to sound really rough coming from a big Second Amendment guy like myself. But I, I think uh, people are, especially in New Jersey, people didn't grow up around guns. I'm from Warren County. So like there are guns here. All my friends have guns. So I grew up around it. But I, I, there's a lot of people like from your part of the state that have never grown up around a gun. So they, they look at it as this propagandized killing machine 
that an AR-15 is just some random device that could blow away a thousand people in a minute. That's what they think. So I think people are genuinely afraid and you might get some Democrats who make some waves on the gun issue, but that's based on ignorance, not accuracy. Because guns are not that big a deal. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Um, obviously, you know, people want to see people get shot and get killed. Uh, that's always tragic when someone dies, especially if it's to the hands of like of someone who decides to, you know, shoot up a place or just decides, oh, you know, what? I'm gonna, you know, gonna uh, plot to, you know, kill this guy. But you know, those people are obviously something's mentally wrong with them, and we have to, you know. Of course, see, but you know, Americans are smart though. In New Jersey, New Jerseyans are smart too. They know that you know, you know, Second Amendment. You know, you you have a right to own a firearm. So, um, moving on to um, the next topic. Uh, so, where I herald from, Bisset County, is a going to be a battleground county. Uh, a lot of people that I've talked to are looking to see county flip from blue to red, and possibly this year we could sweep. Uh, do you see that happening? Passaic County flipping red? I don't know about flipping completely. I, I, I think you could, uh, I, I, what, what seats are up? We got, what, one or two county commissioners and, a, and the sheriff, right? We have two county commissioner candidates and we have sheriff. I, I, I could see you flipping any of those three seats, but I, I, I don't know if I'd say, I don't think all of them will flip. I, I don't think the votes are there, but I, I think if you guys have a really strong candidate in one of those seats, I remember you guys had a debacle with the sheriff candidate. You had a great sheriff candidate, and then something stupid precluded him from running. Um, if he had run, I would yeah, have started to go your way. Yeah, you're referring to uh, Troy Oswald. Uh, he was a home run candidate um, for sheriff, and then there's there, there's a law that no one even knew about that you have to live in the county for three years for you to run as a county sheriff. So because of that, um, Troy was disqualified to run as sheriff, but now he's running as county commissioners. And our, the new sheriff candidate is Mason Marr, who heralds from um, uh, Hawthorne. Uh, and the other county commissioner candidate, in Pasek, Alex Cruz, um, they're, I would say they're definitely a, a great team. Uh, I'm, I'm looking into seeing uh, that all of these candidates, since Troy has connections to Patterson, since he was a Patterson police chief, Alex Cruz is from Patterson. Uh, it's looking like uh, the Passaic County GOP chairman, Peter Murphy, is really banking in on Patterson to turn a lot of people voting Republican. Well, I think that I'm not positive of the demographics of Patterson, but the one time I was there for any extended period of time, it was for a Peruvian parade. And, uh, uh, I was at that today. What? I was at that today. Oh, that was today? Look at that. I went a couple of years ago. Um, so, I, again, I, I think there's a lot of Hispanic people there based on, you know, the fact that such an event is so big. Um, that's just my perception. I could be completely wrong just on going to that one event and getting my view clouded. But I, we're seeing a big shift in Hispanic voters going away from the Democratic Party and towards the Republican Party. Right. So, you know, that, that's definitely cutting into the Democrats' advantage in Passaic. And if, if the population continues to grow and the population continues to trend conservative, I can see Passaic County becoming a solid red county within the next 20 years. Uh, it's still going to be a blue county for now, I would say. But again... 
you know, for example, I don't think it's if Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump are the nominee next next round, I don't see Passaic County flipping from Biden to either of those two. But I think at the local level, you definitely could win stuff. But don't count on an offing Mayor Sayeg. Is that you pronounce his name? Uh, Mayor Patterson. Andre Sayeg, Mayor Patterson. Yeah, he, he's not going anywhere. And he's definitely going to run for Congress and probably win. So. I can see that happening. I don't too. think he could beat Billy. Oh, yeah, well, year. Incumbent, though. <clears throat> yeah, I, I see what you mean. Um, yeah, but last year, um, Jack almost won Passaic. He was – that Passaic was a very, very tight um, for Murphy and for Jack. But Murphy just edged out Jack and Passaic by a very, very small margin. So the numbers are definitely want to be. Uh, but we'll see on what uh, election has to offer. Uh, is, uh, I think it's going to be a good year for Republicans, not only just in Passaic County, but all over New Jersey and all across the nation. Uh, so uh, and I'm looking really forward to um, that day. Um, so the next question. So let's I want to talk about uh, um, what happened in CD6 um, in the primary. Um, so, you know, as you know, our former boss, uh, Rick Mehta, um, lost uh, the congressional seat against Sue Kiley. And, uh, and just two years ago, we were on that campaign where um, we he, where he where we helped him win the Republican nominee for U.S. Senate Jersey. Uh, what do you think is the future now for Rick? You know, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Uh, I think Rick has a future if he plays his cards right, and uh, it, it's clear he kind of wants one. Um, I, I've spoken to Rick a little bit about it, but he hasn't really told me anything. Uh, he told me he, he probably isn't going to run for anything in the immediate future. But I, I would say that if he, you know, just keeps his head in the game and putting the right foot forward you know eventually there could be future for him uh i'm not sure what he would want to do I, I don't think running for u.s senate again or running for congress again would be the best move i would say he's tried that i would say a, a good move would be to maybe wait for like uh someone to retire from you know i don't know what ld wood woodbridge got redistricted into but if Woodbridge is in a red uh, or a blue purple legislative district, I think that would be a reasonable place for him to start. Um, maybe like in the state legislature. And then once he is there, move his way upwards. I, I think he's tried coming at it from the top down. If I were Rick, I would try going from the bottom up now because he's got that like base in, a, in certain localities. And mm -hmm. he needs to build on those by... And he needs to show those people some reward before they'll be willing to go out on a leg for him again. Like, I think part of the problem why he didn't get the line the first time is he didn't have the base so consolidated. But now it looks like he kind of has some footing in Middlesex. So if he can get those people, you know, riled up enough to get him into the state legislature, I think it would be a great first step towards maybe an eventual future run against Pallone if Pallone be, remains a vulnerable target. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I definitely agree. Uh, I would also say, you know, for some, there, I know there are some people out there who think that um, his political career is over. Um, but no, knowing Rick personally, he's not the kind of guy to go away quietly. So uh, he's definitely going to be around uh, for at least, a, like, you know, at least a good portion, I'd say, for at least a while. 
Yeah, he's going to stick around. Um, oh, yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, now let's hop from six to three. Uh, so um, in the primaries in New Jersey's third district for the Republicans, uh, there's really a um, big battle between the establishment back candidate, Healy, and uh, Attila Shimon Ian Smith, who uh, lost the primary to Healy, and he now switched parties to be a libertarian. Uh, so with that being said, um, and I, I know, you know uh, Ian has had his share of like of mishaps in the past. Uh, like during the primary campaign, uh, he got involved in DUI. Uh, and I know um, from Healy's camp, um, I first heard from Chris Russell that supposedly Ian was spreading 9-11 conspiracy theories. But I still have yet to see anything that he has spread conspiracy theories. If he does spread, if, he, if, he, if it if it's true, obviously it's really sad, especially in a state like New Jersey, where a lot of people in the state died in the 9-11 attacks. Um, but what does that mean, though, for the GOP, for Ian to become a libertarian? Nothing. Ian's an, Ian is a loudmouth. I mean, look, I'm a libertarian with a little L. I consider myself much more of a libertarian than a conservative. But I'm also smart enough to know that the Libertarian Party is just a bunch of people pontificating about policy, but not taking any actual consideration on electoral possibilities. They're not willing to make any compromises. They're just, will, they just like, it's kind of a dick measuring contest of who can be the most anti-government, which is cool. I, I love those things. And in a perfect world, I'd probably be right there with them saying, you know, no gun laws, no taxes. <clears throat> but um, I think we can tell by their consistent electoral failures that the Libertarian Party even under the new Dave Smith regime, has very little potential. And as far as Ian Smith, Ian Smith was a flash in the pan kind of guy. I don't think he has a political future. I think he might remain an influencer, but like, you know, what is some random bearded guy on Instagram who no longer owns the gym he is famous for owning going to do with anything? You know, I, I can't see him run. If, if He would never have won if he ran for Congress. If Ian Smith won that primary, he would have lost outright. I'm oh, yeah, keeping Bob Healy. And by the way, we call Bob Healy the establishment candidate, but like Bob Healy's not really an establishment guy. He's got money. He's about as establishment as I have a lot of money. You should support me because I have money. But like Bob Healy's a punk rocker. There's nothing establishment about that. So yeah, I, well, I, I definitely. Yeah, I totally get where you're coming from, Nick. Well, uh, I mean, the whole point of being a, the establishment candidate is the means you're backed by the party. Like, Rick was the establishment candidate in 2020 for Senate, but in CD6 this past year, he wasn't. No, uh, no, I, I um, agree with you. But So I have a, I have a theory on this. I, I okay. see the Republican primaries branching off into two consistent branches the establishment branch and the grassroots branch, which really what it means is, am I going to run to the center or am I going to run to the far right? So it's it's a policy thing. And in some cases, ironically, the, the far right guy gets the backing. Like I, th I think Billy, Billy Prempa often runs farther to the right than he probably should in that district, but Billy consistently gets nominated 
He's gotten nominated twice and he deserves it because he's a great candidate. And Frank yeah. Pallotta is the same way. Di Gregorio ran to the center and Frank Pallotta won, you know, and, and Frank Pallotta, you know, didn't get the backing of the establishment, but like he got, he sort of did. He got the backing in Sussex. He got the backing in Passaic. So it kind of just doesn't even out to me. Yeah. It's, but Billy and Frank are a little bit different, though. Billy was backed by all the counties in nine, while um, Frank was backed by Sussex and Passaic. Uh, yeah. oh, look, I mean, I, I'm nothing against Nick DiGregorio. I think Nick, Nick DiGregorio is a great guy, a I big agree. family man, and I've, I've always had good conversations with him. Uh, I would say if he chooses to run for state legislature next year, I, I hope he does, because I think he would be a really uh, good candidate for that role being in, in the state legislature. Uh, and, He'd be doing us a disservice um, by not running. Yeah. Oh yeah. I 100% agree with you. Um, he's already, you know, he's already made a name for himself and, and now he has to, you know, capitalize on the opportunity. Um, you know, I think Nick will be a really good public servant if he chooses to go down that path. Rich um, has recently though, um, this, is, this is reported by NJ Globe that a Republican internal poll, so again, take this with a grain of salt, that Donald Norcross is up five points against Claire Gustafson. Um, if if Claire were to win in one, would this be like a, a nationwide upset? I mean, this this would be Edward Durr on steroids, and it would be oh, even yeah. funnier because Steve Cush is behind it again. Um, yeah. If Claire does pull even, even if she doesn't win, if she gets close, you know, that is that is telling that there is a big change going on in the United States, especially in places like Camden or Passaic that historically have been really solid blue, but because they have urban centers with large minority populations, we're seeing part of that minority run away from the Democratic Party and towards the Republican Party. So and I, I honestly do think that has something to do with Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean, we're just Yeah, I think he scares some minorities away. I really do. And I think, it, you know, having a guy like Tom Kane or Billy or Claire at the top of the ticket instead of Donald Trump does a service to these kinds of candidates who, who might be able to get a lot closer, especially the repeat candidates like Frank, like Billy, like Claire, who are able to, I think their margins will get closer, all of them. But, you know, if, if Claire can pull it off, that would be the, my favorite thing in the world, to hell with the Norcross family. They're crazy. Yeah, well, George Norcross was registered to vote in Florida, and then he had to step down from his DNC committeemanship. Um, but, you know, if Claire does win, um, that would be a really, really big upset. And, but it's looking like even Matt Rooney saying this on Twitter, how the whole demographics down south are changing, and and no, and that the big um, party boss leading the charge down there for the Republicans is Jackie Vigilante, uh, who is a she's she's a great person, and she um, very committed to the Republican Party and the conservative movement, and, she, and if Republicans end up getting a lot of uh, seats down there, uh, and, and obviously we keep that momentum from last year. Um, Jackie Vigilante will be one of the biggest kingmakers down there. Uh, but, but speaking of uh, of Mr. Push and Chris Russell, like who do you think is number one 
Jersey right now? That's hard to say, the number one consultant. Uh, I think people are really hyped on Steve Cush right now because Cush won the dirt race, but I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't think one huge upset is enough to make you the number one consultant. However, if I were running a campaign, he would probably be at the top of the list of guys I, I would like want to hire. Chris Russell, uh, he's very consistent, but Chris Russell's had a kind of a rough patch lately. You know, he he's if I were running in Ocean County, he's the guy I'd hire. If I were running in Burlington County, he's the guy I'd hire. You know, that said, even though Kate Gibbs lost, even though I would still hire him. If I'm running up here, I'm not positive if I'd hire Chris Russell. Uh, We got to see how Harrison does with Tom. If Harrison Neely wins uh, with Tom Kane, then I would probably say Harrison Neely is probably the best consultant. If he loses, he's the worst consultant in New Jersey history. But... Well, maybe that's not accurate. Maybe the worst consultant is probably me. <laughs> but <laughs> no, come on, Nick. You're you're a good Lico. You're good at what you do. That's true. I, I I've done I've done well for myself, I suppose. Um, but yeah, Harrison Neely is probably at the top of my list. Uh, Kellyanne Hart is pretty great as well. But yep. you know, she, she's amazing at winning primaries. I'd really like to see her win a general in uh, you know, on in more than just Sussex County. I think that's the only drawback to, to Kelly is she's so localized to Sussex that, like, for example, if I ran in, like, you know, uh, if I wanted to run a Warren County freeholder race and went for her, I, I feel like I'd be, I wouldn't have as, if I, I'd be doing, be, I'd be better with her if I ran in Sussex than if I ran in my home county. She kind of needs to be anchored to her home county, I think, in my experience. I haven't seen her do anything outside of Sussex, but maybe I'm just not paying enough attention. Well, she is a Sussex County vice chair for the GOP up there. Yes. And I think I think what I like about um, what she does with Sussex is that she runs a very tight ship, um, but, you know, she's a very sweet person and she'll do anything for you. Um, um, I consider Kelly Hart one of my biggest um, political mentors of all time. Uh, I really appreciate all the help that Kelly has given me into becoming the consultant and opera that I am today. Uh but I think, you know, Kelly really gets people out to vote. She really knows her, her you know, what she's doing. Consultant and operative in New Jersey is very lucky to have her. Um, but last question, since we're running out of time, uh, what do you, what would you say would be the likely upset in New Jersey this year? Um, the, the conservative estimator that I typically am, I would say seven is definitely, is going to flip. We win seven. If we don't win seven, someone's an idiot or Tom Kane did something absurdly horrible that no one. Have, and so something bad has to happen to Tom Kane for us to lose that race, I think. Um, I, I think three. Is going to yeah, Tom, Tom wins. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Tom Kane's going to be a shoe in. Mm-hmm. So, so I think the upset will probably be three. I think I think Bob Healy has a really good shot of winning. Uh, I think it's like solid D right now, but like I don't know. I, I could see Healy flipping that seat. I'd be pretty surprised if any of the other seats flipped. I'd be very happy, but I'd be surprised. I don't I don't think 
11 is going to flip. I don't think five is going to flip as much as I'd really like it to, because I, I used to live in five. Now I live in seven. So I'd really like to see Gottheimer go away. I'm afraid of him because he has so much money. Uh, but I, I think, you know, the environment for Frank is a lot worse and the fundraising is just not there. Um, so what that, that leaves us with six and one. If that poll in one is accurate, great. We've got a shot. I'm not seeing anything like that in six, though. Okay, I got you. I, I got you. And look, I would say three, five, and seven are the biggest um, of seats Republicans can definitely flip. Yeah. Um, since they've been targeting, the party has been targeting those seats plus 11 for, uh, you know, for a while now. And I mean, I know 11, got, 11, five and seven all got more liberal. Um, but I would say in this climate, um, you can't rule anything out. Anything is possible when, you know, when things are the way they are for us now. Uh, but, you know, Nikki Fiera, um, thank you for joining us today. Well, thanks, Anthony. I really appreciate the invitation to talk. Yes, you're always welcome back. Um, and for all of you watching, uh, we'll see you next week. And we'll see you next time.